Josh. Paula. What did you get me for the holidays? For our annual Being Earnest gift exchange. Let's reveal our presents on the count of three. Ready? One. Uh, two, three. Uh, what if I had a perfectly wrapped gift? Wouldn't you feel so much worse? I would feel so much worse. Um, <laughs> so listeners, <laughs> here's what's going on. Uh, we've been doing this podcast long enough that over the past couple of weeks and or months, we've realized that we set ourselves up to do things annually. So for yeah, example, mostly because sometimes we do stuff on this podcast and we go, this is an annual tradition. And then the next year we're like, what the hell did we say? Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that we remembered that we said there was going to be a tradition in the first place, mm-hmm. but we did. And we thought about it a week ago. And then we did nothing about it. So uh, theoretically, we should have gotten gifts for each other based on a theme. Last year it was spooky. This year, we didn't. Well, do you know Do you know what would be the, – the thing is, the thing is, Josh, we should be getting each other presents every week. Every week? Yeah. Why leave it for Christmas? <laughs> why leave it for our annual holiday episode? It should be an every week thing. Every week we start the pod by revealing what we got each other that week. Well, Paula, I'll say that making this podcast with you every week is my gift. To Your your presence is, is the gift to me. That's all the gift I need. Aww. It took me four tries to get there, but I said it. Yes. I'll send you my Amazon wish list. Okay. Perfect. 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 Very expensive. Yeah, nothing less than $300 there. Nothing less. <laughs> and it's half practical stuff like kitty litter and half totally impractical stuff like like very uh, like specific recreations of uh, costi- of outfits from reality shows that you watch. Wait, you're telling me that's not practical? <laughs> well, going to be... Have you- a real housewives these women are wearing the fanciest clothes that's practical <laughs> i would love I the idea shower in, like i don't know it feels like decades can you imagine <laughs> if i was sitting here also wearing a fifteen thousand dollar dress i was gonna say you show up to to your work monday meeting sink uh <laughs> on zoom and it's just like she's got gloves on <laughs> And those gloves are covered in diamonds. <laughs> Must be from Josh. Must be from the podcast. <laughs> okay, let's play a quick game. Let's say we were going to give each other a gift right now. Okay. Um, and the theme is friendship. Okay. What would we hypothetically get each other? And the describe theme- the packaging. Okay. The theme is friendship. So um, I'm just going to talk through my process to get to there. So Mm -hmm. because it's friendship, I'd want something that both of us could have, or there's either that it's both of us have it, or there's a like yin and yang kind of uh, like one of us has half of something. Um, I think maybe what I would get is... I'd like do a play on a friendship bracelet where I try to find some kind of bracelet or something like that for each of us. But that was just like, maybe just a really, really, really dirty live strong. <laughs> something like that. Clearly <laughs> like a completely inappropriate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like an old, like buy two very specific, like, like 
like Carrie's 13th live strong bracelets that someone made for their bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah and we can and then we can wear <laughs> and just have do you do you know what my favorite trend about now i guess they they were the live strong bracelets but like those rubber band bracelets that said things yeah yeah it was basically it started with the live strong ones and then they made uh like everyone copied it and it was just for two years people were making them my favorite thing is that sometimes you would get those as promotional materials Mm-hmm. So sometimes you would go to the dentist and they would give you a bracelet that said like Dr. Pepper. That's not, not a real name. You know, Dr. Pink's dental office. And then mm-hmm. you would just be expected to like wear that. Like they made those being like, oh, people are going to love these. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's weird? like, I'm not going to put like an, an active, like an actin dental associates uh either live strong or even like when people were giving up pop sockets like the things that you put on the back of your phone so that you don't have to use your hands it's like i'm not gonna put a randomly branded pop socket yeah. on my phone like like maybe that works for people who like have a strong allegiance to that company like first off if it's something like nike or like second off if it's like you work there but why would just a random person want that um I just love the energy or like, uh, like you would get them at like a street fair and it would just be like a real estate agent's booth. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's like at property. <laughs> at least with like a pen, that's something you can use. I, what a crazy world we live in. Yeah. And there was a, fr- there was a phase there where people would put as many on their arms as they possibly could. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the world saw these rubber band bracelets and we're like, what? <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. Rubber bands. And, and we're here to bring you the <laughs> earnest and sincere news of the day. That was all the intro. That was all intro. That was, time. That was all intro. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Our new thing is we don't have any middle parts of the story. <laughs> Paula, what's our topic this week? Our topic this week is episode 81. Cheer! Called shot that it's episode 81. It is going to be episode 81. (laughs) I think so. I hope so. Yes. Josh, what do you like about cheer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a lot of types of cheer. (laughs) Sure. So we're all expected to have holiday cheer this time of year, huh? Forced to. Forced Forced to. to. If you don't, straight to the gulag. (laughs) I like It's the most wonderful time of the year. What part of the song do you not understand? Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year, damn it. (laughs) Hey, weirdo. Yeah, every Christmas carol has comma asshole or comma damn it at the end of it. listen up jerkwad we're walking in a wonder wonderland it's a silent night dillweed <laughs> josh would you describe yourself as a festive person Ooh, that's a really interesting question so i am Thank you. It's almost like i created a whole card game with questions with you <laughs> That if you didn't get one, you should put yourself on the wait list. Nowhereanswersgame.com. We have more coming. 
I would say that, so I am not festive in the sense that like, I'm not putting up Christmas or Hanukkah or any of those like, like decorations. I'm not getting in the like spirit of the season or whatever it might be. But for example, if I were to go to a themed party or if there's a specific dress code for a party, I'm all in on that. Like I did our holiday party for my office was formal on or party attire on top because it was all on Zoom, which is kind of fun. So like, you know, I went all out with it and had like very funny pajama bottoms versus like a very much more formal top. So I'm festive in that way. I'm like, I take it you're kind of the wacky guy in the office. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm the class clown. Kind of get you the office football. Yeah, <laughs> kind of zany, and we don't know what he's gonna do. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I would say that I'm, I'm. If there is a reason to celebrate, I'm all in on the celebration. But I don't think I'm sure. like traditionally festive in the holiday season sense. How about right. you? Right. Well, I mean, I love the holidays. I would describe my overall vibe as um, festive. I think mm-hmm. whether I think so. or not it's for Christmas. I think I, I enjoy, a I enjoy a fest. I enjoy a festivity. That being said, can I tell you my little problem? Sure. With Christmas. I'm talking about Christmas specifically. My okay. little problem is it lasts too long. It Agreed. lasts too long and it is so all encompassing. It is like for, for the week before Thanksgiving through January 2nd, all shit is Christmas themed. Mm-hmm. And I like Christmas. It's just like sometimes I just want to go to a store, you know, and I don't want jingle bells playing or I just want to go to a restaurant and like I don't need it all to be like Christmas themed food. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking specifically about the Starbucks drive through in that experience. Okay, yes. I, I do really like the holidays. I think that I wish that we could just be like, hey, Seven days leading up to Christmas and one day after, we're going all in, guys. And then everyone goes all in on being festive. And then it just makes it feel more special. Yeah, and this is not a knock on anyone who is like, I live for Christmas season. Um, it's just, I it's completely... Weird, but it's not a knock on you. <laughs> uh, I agree with you fully, Paula. It's this like... It's like you have to keep up this act for a, f- and it keeps getting longer and longer. Cause in some areas, it's not even Thanksgiving. It's, it's Halloween. And you're like, out with the spooky, in with the cheer. Yeah. And it's like, I love a dash of it, but it's so much. It's almost like we've all, f- that the Christmas carols are necessary for our well being. And we've all, for- and you have to do it once a year. You need like that much vitamin Christmas. And if yes. you don't get the vitamin Christmas by the end of the year, something bad will happen right. health wise. And so everyone's like, oh, shoot, we waited until the very end. We got to get in our vitamin C. got to get them all in. I was supposed to be doing one a week. Yeah, right. Exactly. I haven't lost for years. Well, and, and, you know, I mean, it's, and everyone loves everything on their own, on their own way, you know? Mm-hmm. I come from a Christmas Carol household. I personally am not playing too many Christmas carols except for the Mariah Carey anthem and the Kelly Clarkson one. Yeah. And it's definitely like growing up Jewish, it's, I think, more prevalent earlier. You realize how long the whole season goes for because it's just like, oh, wow. I remember g- growing up and my parents just being like, we can't listen to the radio right now. You know, the like th- six preset stations you have on, in your car, maybe one is not in Christmas mode for an entire month and a half. 
Yes. You know, it really is like, and again, I really like Christmas. Like this week, I really, really like, but like it is absurd because there is nothing else that we go all in for like this. Yeah. What if we were like, like, go ahead. I was going to say, what if we were like, oh, fuck yeah. Arbor month. I was just going to say Arbor Day. (laughs) (laughs) What if for a full month, it was like, shut up what you're doing. Buy these festive sweaters. Put these antlers on your car. It's Arbor Month. Yeah, exactly. Little trees. No, it could be ant- no, no, no. There's woodland creatures in the trees. Yeah, I think we should either do every month is a different theme, and you have to go all in, or you get one week of Christmas, but all in on Christmas. Mm. So it's either it's either you have to spread the festivities, or it's a concentrated week of Christmas, that uncut yes. Christmas shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I I think that'd be fun. I think I I think it would be it's almost like the purge in a way. Sure. Also murder's legal. <laughs> yeah, murder's legal for that week as well. You know what I have been thinking about so much this holiday season? What? The Grinch. Mm, yeah. The little green guy. Yeah, well cuz they did a live thing, didn't they recently? They like did a live I thing on NBC. I didn't watch, I didn't watch it watch either. either. I'm allergic to that. <laughs> to watching live TV musicals. To watching live TV musicals, yeah. It's like, I love musicals so much, but do you ever, like, in the middle of watching something from a musical, just think to yourself, this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen a human being do? Um, Paula, I grew up going to theater camp, and then I did magicals, and then I did acapella, and then now I do improv. So, yes. I've experienced yeah. it both as an audience member and as the person doing it. Like, you're like, I really love this, but, oof. and I, again, say that as I've done improv for many years. Um, but what I've been thinking about as the Grinch is, first off, that guy just wanted to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me if I'm wrong. And, and we're putting this, this is, we're doing canon. We're doing the old school Grinch, not the uh, Jim Carrey or Matthew Morrison. Whatever. Yeah, the animated one. Yeah. That was just a guy who wanted to move to the mountaintop with his dog, drink his little sludge or whatever, and leave him the heck alone. Mm-hmm. He is like our 2020 role model. He's alone. He's socially distanced. He's taking part in new little hobbies. Let him be. He adopted a dog. Yeah, <laughs> but that he's kind of our 2020 king. But then all the little who's done in Whoville... Not only were they not comfortable with him not wanting to be a part of all their stuff, the song You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, which we can only assume is, you know, the anthem of Whoville, that is the meanest song that anyone has ever sang about another person. Yeah, it's that kind of biting criticism that really hurts more. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not even it's not even a diss track. It's just like... It's very, it's so specific. Yeah. And it's like, they've been watching him even when he didn't think he was being watched. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, I mean, I, I don't even want to be socially distant from six feet away. I don't want to touch you with a 25 and a half foot pole. 39 and a half foot. It's the 39 and a half foot. Yeah. Looking at this, they literally say you're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul. 
Well, no wonder he wanted to steal your Christmas, you little assholes. You've got garlic in your souls. Feels like a vaguely anti-Italian slur as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> all these hey. little Aryan who's don't want someone who looks different <laughs> with their ski I mean, slope noses. They say you've got garlic in your soul. Then just two verses later, they say your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk. That is so me. And later they say your soul is an appalling dump heap overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable mangled up and tangled up knots. Yeah. The Grinch gets to destroy your Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Like, absolutely. If you say that about a person, they're allowed to sneak into your house and steal your presents. (laughs) (laughs) Also, can we talk about how the Grinch is just hanging up on a mountaintop, wants nothing to do with these people. Can you imagine him turning on the radio one day (laughs) and there's just a man saying, you're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. And the slow you realization. Mr. Grinch, you're a it, crooked dirt jockey. What? Wouldn't he be like, what? what? Yeah, I feel like it would be, if I were the Grinch in that moment, I feel like the first thing would be like, wait, hold on a second. Why do they keep saying my name? And then by <laughs> verse two, you're like, hmm, mm, there's got to be a punchline here. Like, when do they turn this around where it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, it's all been a joke and we love the guy who lives up on the mountain. And then it finishes. <laughs> And I feel like there's like a one, two, three, and then it cuts to the outside of the mountain. You just see a radio flying, (laughs) being thrown. (laughs) And the most buck wild part is they wrote this incredibly cruel song about a a man who just wants to be left alone. Not a mention of the holiday season. And they're like, and it's a Christmas song. (laughs) (laughs) This is festive. Our hatred for you is part of the season. (laughs) our fires burn based on the kindling of your personality like it is absolutely the most cruel thing i've ever heard a person say also the fact that it takes a small child without prejudice to have the grinch like the the town to turn around and be like yeah maybe we were bad the the town does not get enough blame in this yeah because the other thing is like the another way to look at this is like the Grinch has just been there and this is his native land. And these religious extremists put the plop down a town yeah. right at the edge of the mountain and are putting, forcing their morals on that whole area. Yes. You remember this from Thanksgiving? Do you remember how this turned out? You remember this from a couple weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, that poor Grinch. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. Steal those presents. Smother those kids with chloroform. Whatever you need to do. What? <laughs> Isn't that a scene? Isn't that a scene from when he sneaks into the house? I guess maybe. It's been a minute since I've seen it. I don't know. It's either a, it's either a scene from that or it's a scene from the Simpsons parody. <laughs> <laughs> and who's to say which one is true? Who's to say? Paula, are you ready? Okay. Let's talk about cheerleading. I just did the most incredible high kick. My camera glitched, so Josh didn't see it. But listeners, it was so per- the Rockettes act. Hold on, they're calling. Rockettes are calling. Hello. Oh yeah, I'm available. Okay, I'm signed. 
Wow. It's that easy. It's that easy. Paul, you were a teenage cheerleader, right? I was not a teenage cheerleader. I was a child cheerleader. I did like a, I did like a, like a thing in, I want to say like sixth grade. So I know the, the very rudimentary basics, but, um, by, by the time high school came about, I had drunk the speech team Kool-Aid so hard that I would not put anything in the way of creative expression categories. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But I could tell you the basics of cheerleading. Please. Could you enlighten our listeners who maybe haven't been cheerleaders like myself? All right. So when you clap, it's not an open palm, kind of a cupped hand. Do you hear the difference? (laughs) Listeners, we're going to be doing a lot of audio work today. So just be ready for that. So much better. Mm, Resonant. Resonant. And my school colors were teal and black. And that is all I can tell you. (laughs) And so everyone's school colors are teal and black now. They all are. Um, but Josh, let me ask you a question about cheerleading. Please. If cheerleading's canceled, not in like a dramatic, they did something bad. It's just like, you know what? Cheerleading can't happen right now. Cheerleading's, mm-hmm. cheerleading's in trouble. What else would you do on the sidelines of a game to motivate the players? Hmm. I feel like it would be kind of like a, for me personally, if someone were like, Here's the meal you're going to have if you win. And here's the meal that you're going to have if you lose. <laughs> I play even harder. And what are they? One's I mean, dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One is like the, the meal that you want is like, I don't know, like I'm a fancy burger boy, you know, that kind of situation or like a, like a really nice kind of like, like a home cooked, like roast chicken with like mashed potatoes, like that kind of like, like really kind of like they're cooking that on one sideline. Yes. And on the other sideline, it's like a limp salad bar salad, you know, we're like like, a sad one. Yeah. We're like, but it's just like the soggy lettuce and like the beans that have been open for months. Yeah. I was going to say like, they're, actually out of a couple of the trays yeah like it's the good things there's a label but they're out (laughs) and it looks so good what they're out of right exactly and all that's left is like i wouldn't leave a let an egg out there for that long like that hard-boiled egg doesn't should not be there any longer it's a little bit like is that green yeah yeah and I think the only dressing that's left is it's either just olive oil. Like, you know, they usually have like olive oil and vinegar. The vinegar is out. So it's mm-hmm. just olive oil. Or it's that, um, it's the raspberry vinaigrette, but the kind that's way too sweet. It's more like a syrup. Yes. Yes. Or it's like the, like, incredibly, it's not even like a, it's like some cream-based one that's not ranch and like not a blue cheese dressing. It's some like, like, Hilda's special sauce. Yeah, and you're like, I'm not going to touch that. You can That's not shelf that. stable. It's not shelf stable. Paula, what yeah, would your answer be? Let's say you're, you're a, you're the hot new draft pick for the Phoenix Thank Suns you. basketball team. And okay, you were so expecting kind of how we're your listeners. I yes. am. <laughs> Finally, a true ball handler to play with Devin Booker. <laughs> Yeah, my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you what do you put on the sidelines? 
What's going to motivate you? To motivate us? Yeah. Um, I mean, God, this is actually really hard because I was thinking food. Mm. Well, we're similar people. Maybe like, um, maybe like a, like a really sad orphan, you know, like really like one of those like Victorian era, very dusty. Every time they cough, they cough up dust, Sure, you know, like a sad little Victorian era street urchin. That if he just in general or like that they're gonna put him down if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if you lose, there's something bad's gonna happen, or you have to like take this orphan everywhere with you. Gotcha. And if you win, this orphan you. will have a supportive foster home. Yeah, and you don't have to like you, engage with that sad little orphan. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no guilt anymore. I think what you're hitting on here is there's really two different ways to motivate. It's either like positive motivation where it's like here's a thing i can get but or negative motivation where you're just it's like the carrot versus the stick where you're like oh god i don't have to care for another human life <laughs> but like if you win the the kid's gonna go full-on daddy warbucks like lifestyle, sure. much better the owner of the phoenix suns will adopt him yes 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 but they will still have to dress in sad little victorian clothes <laughs> I think the other thing that would work for me is like for every point, every basket I made, if I could get one more episode of a show that I was binging, like I'm not allowed to watch it, but for every, there was some kind of motivational point system where it was like, oh, you get another episode of Shit's Creek if you hit this layup. I I think I would oh, play harder. Someone. And if you I win, think- you get a full season maybe of a show Ooh. or something like that. I think mine would be maybe I wouldn't have to keep playing sports. Like if I won. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you've passed the presidential fitness test. And you're like, I'm done (laughs) now. Please don't. You know, I think the only motivation I would really need is like, like a huge audience full of fans who count on me for their happiness. You know, like, the idea of anyone booing me <laughs> would wreck me. Yeah, sure. The idea that like a person on TV might say they don't like me would destroy me. Sure. <laughs> I'm so sensitive. <laughs> Paula, what's your signature on an email? You know, like your standard email, there's lots of different things you can do there. You know, we're not talking about the salutation, the like hi versus dear with whatever. Like what what do you put right before your name on a standard email? Tell me what you think I put. I think you're either a best or a thanks kind of person. Yeah, you read me like a book. I use best or thanks. Yeah. (laughs) You know, usually if I'm feeling a little sassy, I might do best. Interesting. Or, or like um because that's like Midwestern mean, you know, to to sign something best and not love you, XOXO, thank you, exclamation point, you've saved my life. To end it with just best, that's Midwestern bullying. Really? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I'll do that if I'm feeling a little sassy. Love to end with a thank you, even if I'm doing them the biggest favor. I could be like, yeah, I'll climb to the top of a mountain to um plant a flag up there with your name on it. Uh, to help you out. And then I'd be like, thank you. 
Do you have people who you interact with on email on a regular basis who have the thanks in their name in their email signature? Like, so they don't have to write it every time. Like it's Um, part of the footer of the email. Not that I've noticed. Do you have that? I definitely have some people with that. And I think it's the most presumptuous thing. Like I understand that signing your name at the bottom of an email is kind of pointless because like, duh, it's from you. Yeah. Like there's a from field. It's not yeah. a letter. It's kind of I guess it is a little similar to, um, I guess it is a little similar to signing text messages. If you really think about it. Yeah, exactly. But I think the thing that really gets me is like the two seconds it would take for you to write the same thing that you've decided that you write every single time and just take the little bit of effort to be like, I actually wrote this. It just, it really <laughs> grinds my gears, Paula. That is the thing. Josh, I'm I'm worried to say that I think you're a cheers person. I am a cheers person. I was a best person because best to me is very neutral. And then I yeah. started doing cheers because I was like, oh, that's fun. Okay. All right. I think email <laughs> signatures are inherently like a weird thing. I wish that they had to be personalized. Like I wish that no one else could use yours. Oh, interesting. And it's so that motto. Oh, so you give like a short little aphorism, like a short little catchphrase yeah. that's only yours. Yeah. Like the grain only grows under the sun. Josh. <laughs> Six Semper Tyrannus. Yeah, right. <laughs> You've got like, no, you have to put your family crest motto at the end of it. <laughs> under one, we are all. <laughs> yeah. At a previous place I worked, we had a buck wild intern. Mm-hmm. Like I, the attitude of this intern was as if he was the CEO walking in our boss. Like all of us were scared of him. Turned out he was uh, selling Coke to the other interns. So weird guy. Coke equals he, confidence. On his last day, he didn't show up. He didn't show up. And instead, he got to our team of, it was probably what, like 25 people? It was a big company. He got two dozen red roses and a note that just said in Latin, I came, I saw, I conquered. That's a, hor- what a horrible human being. <laughs> Not everyone. I, oh God. Oh, I mean, Isn't I'd like to think that he fun? was. Isn't that the most unhinged behavior you've ever heard a person do? Yes, 100%. It's like, that's terrified. Do you know what this is? Is this is actually a PSA. It's an after school special about not doing coke. This is the kind of person (laughs) that you become when you do a lot of cocaine. That is the most ominous gift that you can send a full team. Well, it's just, it's just so. It's it's so disturbing on so many levels, and I'm going to outline them here for a quick moment. So, first off, the juxtaposition of a rose and a, like, I done fucked y'all up is, <laughs> like, a, it's, it's, what a power play in, like, for no reason. It is also such an intimate flower. Like, yeah. a red rose is, like, what you get, like, your wife. Yeah, it's a very sensual flower, just based off of, not even if, I know people, some people don't like roses, but, like, 
the connotation of roses in our culture is I absolutely want to bone you or like, yeah. or, or like we've boned and I and you matter to me. Yes. And, and two dozen of them. That is a lot of red roses. Like it's not just a dozen. That is a lot of red roses. And also at least $70. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money for like just show up on your last day, dude. Yeah. I mean, like you know the terrible terrible like machismo uh chauvinistic and uh misogynistic thing where like that with like negging and like that whole like the game of like you're just trying to get laid or whatever. Um like I could the see I, yeah. I could see someone doing something absolutely unhinged like this, where, like, you get up to go to the bathroom after you've slept with them, and they're not there anymore, and only on their pillow is a red rose, and a, and in Latin, I came, I saw, I conquered. And that's, like, gross and terrible. But, like, to do it to co-workers? <laughs> it's, like, a, just but a I, very different thing. And, I mean, I was probably... 24 at the time like i could not have been that much older than this guy but like we were all adults and he yeah. was not an adult we were so terrified that whole day like we were like he's gonna show up here like are these poison like what is going on it was such a weird ominous thing to happen well i'm glad that you got to uh have spend some time with the boss baby that's kind of cool that's true what if it was like, and that's how Josh and I met. That's why. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ugh, also Latin to take a Julius Caesar quote. What a, what a, what a D bag. It's such a, <laughs> also it's like, you didn't conquer anything. You did like data entry for three months. <laughs> yeah. It's also like, take the most obvious quote. It's almost <laughs> like, yeah, it's been like, oh, let me, let me, uh, you know, I have a, a phrase that's really helped me over the years. <laughs> it's like, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you're choosing the most, ob- or it's like, yeah, maybe, well, you know, I don't know if you've heard of this little play, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> it's by this it's guy, you probably haven't heard of him, wild. William Shakespeare. <laughs> What a wild thing to say about a corporate internship over a summer. <sighs> Buck wild. Yeah. Now, Paula, can I ask a hypothetical here? Always. Kind of. Our I, brand. Yeah. Can I'm going to give you, why don't we give each other a couple of different hypothetical scenarios, like emails you'd have to write, and mm-hmm. let's talk about how you sign off on them. How would you okay. how would you end the email? Okay. So uh the first one is um you you are a bridesmaid at a good friend's wedding, and a friend who you're not really friends with mm-hmm. makes a suggestion about the bachelorette party that's just not gonna be a good idea. And you need to kind of put them in the ground via this on the on I the email chain. Email yeah, yeah. You've and you basically have sent an email being like we're not going to, I don't think that, you know, Christy would like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, myself, my, my genuine answer is like, I'd probably be like, so excited to see you girl. We're going to have so much fun. 
heart, 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 Paula. I mean, the right thing to do is um, like the right answer is like, thanks, exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, knowing me, I'd be like, you're my blood sister. I'd die for you. Let's wear matching clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, Josh, what would you do? Um, okay. So you're on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. You go on Shark Tank. Okay. As a pitch person, or am as I one a, of the as a pitch? Mark Cuban signs your product. Okay. Okay. And you've kind of realized that uh you have a lot of a lot of power over Mark Cuban. Like for whatever reason, he's scared of you. <laughs> like he is like very intimidated by you, and you're trying to tell him that you're getting another three hundred thousand dollar loan. How do you sign it? Thanks in advance, Josh. <laughs> Such a mean thing to end an email with. <laughs> I like that every email signature in its own way, in the right context, is absolutely passive-aggressively devastating. So passive-aggressive. Like, imagine getting a sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's probably the most neutral, formal version of, like, no one should be offended by sincerely in any way shape or form but somehow when you put it in an email medium instead of as a uh instead of a of like a physical written letter it becomes like a wow what did i do wrong it's like ending a text message with a period very formal yes all right you give me one okay um you are buying you've just bought off of ebay the entire box set limited edition dvd set or blu-ray set of the sopranos why did i buy a second (laughs) just go with me here paula Uh, it's limited edition it's like signed by the whole cast and you decided to treat yourself and you bought it off of ebay and it should have been here two weeks ago and it hasn't yet and you're contacting and this is the third email you've sent to the to the seller Oh, okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Looking forward to resolving this. Wow. Do you put a comma or is it just a period? This is my third unanswered email? Yes, third unanswered email. And they all signed it. So I'm assuming I dropped all my savings and then some. Sure. This is an yeah. expensive purchase. Yeah, I'm pissed and I am signing it. Looking forward to resolving this. Looking forward to resolving this soon. Period. Wow. Do you put Paula in there at all? What? Do you put the Paula after that at all or not even a name? Paula after, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Looking forward to resolving this soon, period, the Paula. (laughs) (laughs) I just got really scared of myself even talking about this. (laughs) Um, All right. I have one for you. Wonderful. All right. You are following up on your uh, application. To join a Sons of Anarchy style motorcycle gang. <laughs> okay. And you think you think that you had a really good interview. It feels like it all went well. They said we'll get back to you this week. Now that week is now coming past. It's Tuesday. And you're kind of waiting to hear back. And you need to make plans. Yeah. So I think you have to quit your existing motorcycle gang if you join this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh I 
send another thank you that's that gives like I'll, I'll give you the outline of the email for a second like i'm like hey thank you thrasher uh thanks again for your time i really appreciate it uh you know i i've been thinking uh i can't stop thinking about our conversation i really do think that you know insert thing about motorcycle maintenance here uh, you know you know it's really, really got me thinking the I really yeah, the wheels, right the wheels on the yeah, the wheels on the bike do go round and round. Uh. <laughs> hey, Thrasher, have really been thinking about our conversation, and you're right. It would make more sense if these things had four wheels. <laughs> um, you know, I'm eagerly awaiting the results of my application. Um, you know, I I really think that I uh, I strongly think that would be a strong fit for. Uh, you know, the brothers of anarchy. Um, and then there's a, then you, what you should always, and this is my earnest advice of the week is that never hide your ask in the email. Always have it be the last thing. If, even if you've asked it before, make sure that the action item, the like call to action is right before your signature. So putting a, uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts and hitting the open road soon. And then a, <laughs> <laughs> and then let's ride, comma, J Dog. <laughs> you're very confident that you're going to get signed to this motorcycle gang. <laughs> well, the thing is, it doesn't, I don't, it's not, this is the thing. Also, you don't have to apologize for wanting something. Don't apologize. That's Act right. as if you, if you just are supposed to be there. And if they say no, they say no. I love that. That's actually great advice for life. Yeah, don't apologize um, for being good at something and wanting something. It's not. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, Josh, I would actually prefer it if you replace Cheers with Let's Ride for all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us. That's gonna do it for us. Thank also, you. sometimes people say cheers when they clink glasses. Isn't that wild that people used to clink glasses and now we're in a pandemic? Okay, I just had to make sure we acknowledge that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us for another week. Um, we will, I think there's one more episode in the year, so we'll save all the thank yous for then. But just thank you for supporting us over this full year. Just a quick one of those. We really appreciate it. We know it's been a, a yeah. difficult year and this particular time of year can be really hard for folks outside of a pandemic. Um, I know that not everyone is uh, going home to a family situation that's that's always so supportive. Um, and in some cases, people aren't even able to go home because of the pandemic. So just wishing you all, um, you know, a safe holiday season. Um, just we really appreciate you having us in your lives. And hopefully we can, yeah. you're laughing with us and we can, uh, you know, spread that, the good kind of holiday cheer together. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm exhausted from all that earnestness. Yeah. <laughs> um, also folks, uh, thank you so much for all the support that we've gotten for no wrong answers. Our card game. Um, it has been overwhelming. It has been wild. We were hoping to sell 20 of these. We sold out our first printing. Um, we have a lot of requests for other printing. Um, so this has been like really, really kind. Number one, if you're enjoying No Wrong Answers, we would love to hear your thoughts on it. We would love to hear like what your favorite card is, a testimonial if you want to share one. Um, that would be really, really helpful. So you can send that to us um, at, at Being Earnest Pod anywhere on social media or being earnest pod at gmail.com 
Also, if you have not gotten your copy of No Wrong Answers yet, that you would still like to, the best thing to do is go to our website or go to nowronganswersgame.com uh, and enter your name or enter your email into the wait list. Um, we will send more information soon. Um, but you know, we're, we're going to get everybody on the wait list a game. Um, and it also helps us a lot to know, um, how many to order. We're not made of money folks, not yet at least. And so it helps us, <laughs> uh, it helps us to plan and, and <laughs> do free orders. Um, so yeah, so yeah, again, that's no wrong answers game.com. Just throw your, uh, your name on the wait list there. Also, I, I think that now I've never developed a game before <laughs> or a product. Um, but if, if people are like, Hey, why do we have to like do the pre-orders? Why do we have to do all that? This is really getting into the weeds. I just thought it's interesting. We have to pay for all this stuff up front. We are not making a dime on no wrong answers. We made $0 on that. Like we're not doing this for a profit. Um, but, uh, it is very expensive to get them printed and stuff. And so, um, Josh and I aren't running a business, so we can't get like 700 printed and then sell all those. So we appreciate you working with us. I guess we're kind of a small business. We kind of are. We don't have an LLC yet, but maybe I will also say, Paula, my earnest moment of the week is seeing all of these messages that people have been sending, um, seeing people's favorite cards, things like that. And also I played the game for the first time. Everyone, I don't know if you're having this experience, having created this game, but everyone, I played the game for the first time and everyone's like, oh, you already have your answer set and everything. I was like, no, I have, I have yeah. never played this. We've just sat in a spreadsheet and wrote a bunch of hypotheticals. But we didn't think about the answers. We didn't talk about the answers. Yeah. Uh, my first time playing it was this week because we just got the printed ones in here in Chicago. And my first time playing it, we did an interview with uh, Chicago for Real with Scott Goldstein and Shantara Jackson, which was so much fun. And that was my first time playing it. Like, I was like, well, this let's hope it's fun. Yeah, right. Exactly. And doing it on air in a way that other people can watch it. <laughs> yes. So thank you for all of your support. It's been really fun. It's been really cool and really fun, earnestly. Yeah, it's been so fun. We love seeing it so much. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. She's at RB Cruiser on Instagram. And thank you to Dylan Dutch for our beautiful theme song. He's at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. And you can find him on Spotify or anywhere else where you stream music under his music project, Death Love. It's really, really good. Go ahead and stream that as soon as humanly possible. Yes, Death Love is amazing. And he just released another single this week. So check out Death Love. Everywhere music exists. And until next week, just remember, the Grinch is the hero we all deserve in 2020. Woo! You're a nice one. <laughs> Mr. <Yeah>. Grinch. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Have a good week. Hey, happy holidays.